Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Padre Pio. Francesco Forgione was born on the 25th of May, 1887, in southern Italy. His parents, peasants, were extremely poor, but the father, realizing the religious nature of his son, came to New York and worked as a day laborer to obtain the money for Francesco's education. In 1902, Francesco began his novitiate at the Capuchin Monastery at Morconi, taking the name of Pio. On August 10, 1910, he was ordained and was assigned to San Giovanni Rotondo Monastery near Foggia. And there he settled down to a life of obscurity and prayer. It was on a Friday, September 20, 1918, three days after the Capuchin Fathers had celebrated the Feast of the Stigmata of St. Francis. And all was quiet as the Fathers went about their duties. Someone is hurt. There's been an accident. It came from the choir stall, the one at the end. It's Padre Pio. He's unconscious. Here, help me. Stretch him out on the floor. Gently now. Gently. Reverend Father, look. His hands. They're bleeding. Help me to get him to his cell. And say nothing about what's happened to anyone. Understand? No one. Yes, Reverend Father. Get his clothes off and cover him well. His stockings. Look, they're soaked. 
the wounds on his feet. His tunic also. The stigmata of St. Francis. The wounds of Christ. I, I think he's regaining consciousness. Look. He's opening his eyes. Uh, uh, Padre Pio. Padre Pio. Reverend Father. Uh, how did I... How did I get here? I, I was in the choir stall, making my prayer of thanksgiving when... when Yes, yes. Can you tell us what happened? I remember I was finishing my prayer when I suddenly felt terrible pain, as if my body were on fire. I cried out. At least I thought I did. At least... Well, that is all I remember. I must have fainted. Reverend Father, my hands, my hands, they're bleeding. I have terrible pain in my feet and my left side. My son, the five wounds of Christ have appeared on your body. The stigma? Oh, no, no, it cannot be. Look at the back and the palm of your hands. Do the others know? Only Padre Leone and I so far. This must be kept a secret. It will not go beyond the monastery. Everyone will be put under strict orders of silence. If this, if this miracle goes beyond these walls, we'll be stormed by people. I know that only too well. However, what has happened must be reported to the Vatican for the record and for instructions. In the meantime, Padre Pio... Remain in your cell. Reverend Father, I have come because of this most glorious, this most wonderful news. I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about. Come, Reverend Father, I can understand your reluctance to broadcast it, but as mayor of the village, you do not need to be tight-mouthed with me. Would you please tell me what news you're talking about? This miracle that has happened to one of your priests. And where did you hear this bit of news? It is all over the village. It, it is all people talk about. They say San Giovanni Rotondo is harboring a saint, a priest blessed with the five wounds of Christ. A group was ready to march up the hill, but I asserted my authority and said I would call and investigate. My dear sir, go back to the village and tell your people only the church can proclaim a saint. And only after long and careful examination. And usually long after a person is dead. You deny a priest one Padre Pio has been blessed with the stigmata of Christ? An event of unusual nature has taken place. But it's much too early to evaluate its significance. I had hoped it could have remained a secret until a thorough investigation could be made. You have no right to hide a miracle from the people. Will you please stop using the term miracle? Call it what you will. You cannot expect it to remain a secret. You have made that abundantly clear, Mayor. One could say such secrets are not meant to be kept. Your visit has forced me to make a statement I would have liked to have postponed. To head off fanciful and fantastic rumors, I must tell you exactly what happened. And I ask you to correct any misstatements you might hear. You can rely on me, Reverend Father. 
On the 20th of September, Padre Pio was at prayer when suddenly he felt intense pain from which he fainted. When we took him to his cell, we found the stigmata upon him. And does this not prove he's a saint? It does not. The church is distrustful of such outward manifestations, which are often found to be the results of hysteria or autosuggestion or some other neurosis. These marks could disappear as suddenly as they came. What's that? They could disappear or be erased by medical treatment, which Padre Pio was using. But they haven't, have they? No. And it is now six weeks since they appeared. That is correct. He bleeds? Yes. Reverend Father, may I be permitted to visit Padre Pio? That is impossible. But as mayor, as representative of the people... Padre Pio will have no pastoral duties or see anyone until the restrictions imposed by the Vatican are lifted. When will that be? I cannot say. But this is important to me, to others of the village. We have a great opportunity to develop this little village into a place of importance, a shrine, such as, as Lourdes. With hotel shops. Only this morning I took an option on a site suitable for a hotel for 200 rooms. The news of this miracle, I mean, this unusual happening, will become known all over the world and people will flock to San Giovanni. But not if he's locked in a cell and forbidden to see anyone. I understand your concerns, Signor. You must petition the Pope to lift the ban. So people may come and stare at his wounds? As if he were a freak in a circus, and there will be a waiting line at your 200-room hotel. You have confirmed this stigma. What more do you want? I don't understand. Signor, how profitable would your investment in real estate be if the doctors were able to stop the flow of blood in a week or so? Do you think they can? Have they said so? If you are asking me whether you should exercise your option, I am not in the real estate business. Good day, Signor. that shouting all about? People are at the door and refuse to leave. Some of them have brought food and blankets. People clamor to see you, Padre Pio. Did you tell them Padre Pio couldn't be seen? Yes. And a man handed me this newspaper. Oh? Stigmatist at San Giovanni. Vatican refuses to confirm or deny report, but this reporter has learned from a very reliable source that Padre Pio, a 31-year-old priest... Still bleeds from the five wounds which appeared three months ago. Would you see who that is, please? Come in, doctor. I am also the mailman this morning. Padre Bruno asked me to save him with triad. Oh, that mail. It's addressed to you, Padre Pio. Shall I open the letters for you? Please, Father Leone. Let us see the hands, Padre. Have you been putting anything on the wounds? I put iodine in an effort to hold the flow of blood. I would stop that. Since my last visit, I have consulted many specialists. They all throw up their hands. There is no scientific explanation for stigmata, so they are at a loss for a cure. 
This letter is from a woman who has sinned, and she asks Padre to pray for her. Right, I shall pray for her, and not to despair, for the doors of paradise are open to every human creature. And here is a letter of gratitude. A woman's baby of six months suffered from toxemia. Injections were given without effect. The mother prayed and invoked your name, Padre. And three days later, she writes, the child had recovered. It was a God who cured her baby. Reverend Father, I understand the position of the church, but I see no point in submitting Padre Pio to endless examinations to satisfy the skeptical and the detractors. Stigmata will be always a matter of controversy. Doctor, what is your opinion? Or would you prefer I didn't ask? I am a doctor, and I have always been suspicious of stigmata. But Father Pio has disturbed me very much. Many people will ask me the same question. How shall I answer them, Padre Pio? Truthfully. In that case, I will have to say that since I know of no natural cause for the wounds, I must regard their origin as supernatural. It has been hard for you to say this. Yes. But now that I have, I will no longer hesitate to say so in the presence of my colleagues. Wonderful news for you. His Holiness has lifted the ban against your appearing in public. Someone has interceded for me. Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, it, it was Don Orione. And I must say, under circumstances very hard to believe, he claims he saw you in the Basilica of St. Peter yesterday. Of course, His Holiness knows you never leave San Giovanni. But because others claimed to have seen you in Rome at various times, he called Don Orione in and questioned him. Don Orione confirmed he had seen you and suggested the Pope lift the ban. Don Orione couldn't have seen you. What do you make of it? Don Orione is noted for sanctity. Yes, of course. But surely you, you, you didn't go to... Well, let me put it this way. When God sent St. Anthony to another place by means of bilocation, was St. Anthony aware of it? I am certain he was. One moment he is in his cell, and the next, where God wants him to be. But is he really in two places at once? Yes. How is it possible? It is quite simple. By a prolongation of his personality. Prolongation of... Oh, yes, yes, of course. But to get back to the Pope, you are to be permitted to hear confessions and to celebrate the Mass. You will not preach, and all your activities will be confined to the monastery. When may I begin? Any time you wish. Then, tell those who have come to see me. I will hear confessions tomorrow, the women in the morning, the men in the afternoon. Mass will be at five for those who wish to attend
Padre, what are you doing to those gloves? I'm cutting off part of the fingers. But why? Why? I want my hands covered, but my fingers free. So I'll wear these fingerless gloves at all times, except when celebrating the Mass. Very good idea. Here's the mail. Reverend Father, it gets heavier each day. Last week it was 50 letters a day. Today there are 130 and 15 telegrams. I cannot read them all, much less answer them. Quite true, Padre. Here's one in Chinese, five in Arabic, many from Poland and Hungary. Pain and suffering is a universal language. Oh, oh what am I to do? You'll need a secretary to go through the correspondence and sort out the trivial from the essential... Questions any confessor could answer shouldn't be proposed to Padre Pio. Yes, yes. One should seek the ordinary ways God has given man for spiritual guidance. Often, I've had to tell a person who has come miles to see me that an Ave Maria on his knees at home would have been sufficient. Here is a letter from a girl asking if she is in a state of grace. If a person has faith in the efficacy of the sacrament of penance, she ought not ask such a question. Here's a telegram from a senor from Chile. He's pressed for time and would like to be confessed on Tuesday. Oh. Oh. Oh, he must wait his turn. There are many ahead of him. And that brings up another question. There are always more people than you can confess. They wait patiently, and they go home, and they come back. Others arrive at two in the morning to be the first in line. And not only that, it's unseemly to see the women shoving and fighting to get in first. And I'm sure they neglect to tell Padre Pio how they elbowed their neighbors out of the way when they get to the confession box. But now, there's only one thing to do, and that's to issue appointment cards, giving the day and the time each should come to confession. What is that? Blasting. A modern highway is to be built from Manfredonia to San Giovanni. The bus company is helping to finance it. Because of the stigmata, the road to San Giovanni is widened. Yes, Padre, many changes are taking place about us in the material world because of the stigmata. A modern road, a hotel in the village, two new clerks in the post office, a gasoline station off the square. It's disgraceful. Everyone trying to make money out of Padre Pio. A man was arrested for selling what he claimed were bandages from the Padre's wounds. Never allow your soul to be disturbed by the sad spectacle of human injustice. But Padre, he was selling Remember, ba- Padre Leone, in the general economy, this spectacle has its place. And on it, one day, you will see the inevitable triumph of divine justice. I just don't understand. How can injustice have any relation to a triumph of divine justice. Who comes to confession? He who has sinned or the pure of heart? Father, a friend of mine, a very distinguished man, incidentally, wrote directly to Padre Pio, but when the reply came, it was 
from a secretary. As you should know, signore, since 1923, the Vatican has directed I cease writing letters. And he gave wide publicity to the edict. But a letter written and signed by Padre Pio would be treasured by the recipient. No doubt, but we have had to notify collectors that any letter written after 1923 is patently false. I... I... I ask you all to kneel in prayer. But please, Padre. Please, do as I ask. We must pray for a soul that is soon to appear before the tribunal of God. Have mercy, O oh Lord, on the soul of this modest and courageous man. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 For whom... Was our prayer? The King of England. But, Padre, only this afternoon I read in the paper the King has only a slight attack of influenza and his condition is not serious. It is as I say, Signore. it was last night that Father Pio visited you here in your cell? I was writing late last night when I heard, or I thought I heard, a knock at my door. I opened it. Padre Pio was there. He said, let us pray for a soul which at this moment is to appear before the tribunal of God. We prayed, and he told me, it was for the king of England. Can you tell me what time it was? It's important, the time. Uh, about midnight. The afternoon paper has just arrived. Look. King George VI of England dies. Notice the time. Pronounced dead one minute after midnight. taking a long time, but it is with a purpose. We are willing listeners, Padre. Please go on, Padre. My patients benefit from what you tell me. Doctor, in every sick man, there is Jesus in person who is suffering. In every poor man, it is Jesus himself who is languishing. In every sick and poor, Jesus is doubly visible. The time has come for our actions to be such that our Lord may say to us, I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was suffering and you cared for me and comforted me. Now, I have here a small gold coin Take it, Reverend Father. How shall I use it? I wish to be the first to give a donation toward the hospital. The hospital? We must build a hospital for the relief of the suffering and the poor. Here? Yes. On this barren Rocky Mountain slope, 
1,800 feet above sea level, 25 miles away from the nearest industrial center? Have you any idea what the cost will be? No, no, I have no head for such things. But I have faith. Whatever amount is necessary will be forthcoming. And that very night, two lira were given by a blind man. And then little offerings began to pour in as soon as the plan was known. And then came a donation of 1,300,000 lira. And then in 1947, 250 million lira from the United Nations. Oh, from time to time the work was interrupted because of lack of funds, but the prayers of Padre Pio were always heard. And today the home for the relief of the suffering is one of the most beautiful and modern hospitals in Europe. The stigma to never left Padre Pio and caused him such pain that he was never able to close his hands. And when he had to come downstairs, he was forced to descend backwards, step by step. In September 1968, his health began to fail. On September 23, he rose suddenly from his cot. What? What time is it? Two hours until dawn. I do not feel like sleeping. Perhaps I'm not feeling very well. Do you wish me to call anyone? No. It is not necessary. He who wants to call me has already called me. Tell me, have you said Mass this morning? No, Padre. Now is the time to say one for me. Padre Pio died at 2.30 in the morning. During the 50 years he bore the stigmata, he heard the confessions of thousands and consoled and led back to God innumerable souls. There were many who believed he was a saint, blessed with the power to perform miracles. The church, however, does not assess such qualities in living persons. And time will have to pass before a judgment is made on Padre Pio. His usual answer was to anyone who thanked him for a cure. I performed no miracle. All I did was pray for you. And God cured you. Thank him, not me. Regardless of what time holds in store, individuals, rich and poor, in all parts of the world can and do say, Thank God for Padre Pio.
want to thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.